you're about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. of lust and sham. Now, your attitudes and thought must be constantly changing for the better. Tap someone beside you. Look them eyeball to eyeball and say, good morning. morning. (laughs) Ah, You didn't see that coming. (laughs) Now, tap them again and say, your attitude. No, give them a kind of attitude. Say, your attitude and thoughts must be constantly changing for the better. Find someone behind you or whatever you can do and just look at it and say, change your attitude and your thoughts for the better. Uh, change, look to someone else behind you but on the different row and say, your attitude. Uh, no, let's stop, stop. This row, this side, point to this side. This side, point to this side. Say, your attitude. And your thoughts has to change for the better. If you believe it, shout, yeah! He said, you must constantly change your attitude and thought for the better. He says, yes, you must be a new and different person. Holy and good. Clothe yourself with a new nature. Holy and good. Clothe yourself with this new nature. So last week, we said if you can learn to cope with change, you will lower your risk of anxiety and depression and your body will feel healthier. If, if you can learn to cope with change. Uh, but, 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 but if you can't cope with change, only a minor amount of stress can make you feel overwhelmed by life. Life is constantly changing. Change can be an energizing force for power and progress, or if not handled well, can also be a force for stagnation and regression. Everything in this world is changing. Everything in this world is changing. You, you, uh, parents can be stressed by the amount of change that goes on with computers and iPhones and Androids and all that kind of stuff. Stop stressing yourself. It is never going to go back to the good old days. Relax. There's nothing is going to change. It's only going to get better or worse depending on how you plug in. It's not going back. They can preach it. They can talk about it. They can put it on on, on CNN, uh, Sky News, and all that kind of stuff. No, as they're talking about it, a new invention is just coming up. That very second they're speaking about it. Before you had anything, they were playing playing games on on, on Wii and... uh, Xbox and all, all that kind of stuff. And that looked okay until Fortnite which is giving many parents a nightmare, uh, came into place. 
for 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 four four nights floors me, man. I, 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 one day from out of the blue, I just kept my son giggling. He he he. Stop. No. Ah, stop. I'm like, who, who is he talking to? I asked his mom, who is he talking to? His mom says, I don't know. So I walked into the room. Who are you talking to? My friend in school. And, 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 and I just couldn't understand because he had the earphones in his ears. He had his uh, controller in his hands, but he had the phone on. And I'm like, I, I, you've got three things working. The TV attached to the controller, attached to your hand, attached to your ear, and then the phone. And the phone was active. He says, Dad, you don't understand. I said, yeah, truly, to God, I don't understand. And it's a constant thing. Things are changing. Things are changing. In our lives, likewise, things are changing. God gives us the grace to change, to be conformed to his image, only as we behold Christ by faith. If you're not changed, I said this last week, you don't have Jesus because Jesus changes things. And then we are banked on a journey of saying for lasting change to occur, three things have to happen. Number one, change requires repentance. Repentance. Repentance has nothing to do with your behavior. It is about changing your mind. It's learning to think differently. Repent simply means to do a mental what? U-turn. Changing the way you think will change your emotions that will now affect your behavior. Visible change, as I said last week, is the evidence of repentance and not willpower. Willpower can produce short-term change because you haven't dealt with the root problem. Repentance is a total 360-degree mental U-turn. Number two, let's go to today. Change don't only requires repentance, but change requires release, release, release. It means letting go, as Arnold rightly said when he was leading prayer. Listen to me, going away to school, starting a new job, breaking up with someone, every major life's moment comes with its fierce, with its fair share of stress. Every single move. I remember when we were moving from our house, where we were living in Plasto, to where we're living right now. Uh, I, 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 it was my first house. I, I bought the house. Uh, I remember the tears and the, and, and, and the struggles in the house. I remember that it was a house. My wife and I got married in, where she, we started our life. Uh, and then suddenly we had to rush out of the house because the tenants were moving in the following day. It, it, it kind of was it kind of surreal that we're moving out of this house and we're not coming back to this house. After how many years, eh? How many years? That we've lived in the house. That I bought the house. Plus five. Oh, okay. So nine plus nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Uh, fourteen. Uh, mine, mine was fourteen. So I've lived in a house for fourteen years. We lived together there for nine years. And then we were leaving. We, we actually, I couldn't really believe how long that we lived in the place. And as we shut the door, I sat in front of the house. And tears were coming down my eyes. 
it was a kind of you're losing something. It's a kind of something is going away. It's, it's kind of like, I don't know how to express it, but there was change. Are you following what I'm saying? The, the difficulty was to release it, to, 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 to allow it to go. But listen to me, big changes, including the ones we plan for, can even throw the most resilient woman or man off their game. Sometimes it is very difficult to break free from where you're coming from. Very difficult. I've also learned, listen to me, that anything that is worthwhile is bound to be a bitter battle. The higher the hill upon which you plan to build your castle, the harder the climb is to reach the top. And when it comes to release, I want to talk to us this morning, wherever I get to in this sermon, I hope this will be a blessing. The greatest problems of Christians and Christianity is an exact mirror of the problem of the children of Israel. To be honest with you, I never, never, never criticize the children of Israel. Because to be honest with you, they were living in a kind of environment that they were used to for 470 years. Plus, now, 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 God is saying, I, I want to make you my own nation. I want to take you to something higher. And when you're going to something higher, so also the climb is difficult. For me to come down here and for me to preach here is okay. But when you now want to go a bit higher, especially if you're wearing high heels, you, 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 you got to be careful how, how, how you, how you tread. Sometimes we have to allow the guys to help them get up here because the last thing we want is for a disaster to occur, mainly so you don't sue us. But the higher you go, the more I went up, the more you're able to see. The higher you go up in your career, the more the battle you have to fight either to get there or to stay there. And, and, and some people are, are, are like, we changed our job, but oh, the people are not the same as the one that I was before. Yeah, get a grip. They're not. Number one, where you were before, you were at a lower stage, so you all mixed. Where you are now, you've got to make some decisions that are not popular. You've got to change your, your, your attitude and change your thought. God, give me a promotion. God, give me a promotion. God, give me a promotion. They now promoted you above the people that you used to hang out before. Now they still want you to hang out the same way you used to hang out. But you can hang out with them the same way you used to hang out. Not because you don't like them, but because right now you're always in executive meetings. And then they now, or during lunchtime, you're now in an executive meeting. And they're saying, oh, is it because they promoted you? That's the reason why you're not hanging out with us. And you don't want to let them go. And you are despising where God took you to. Because you haven't understood that change requires a release. 
you, 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 you're married. You are single before. And you still want to hang out and do the same thing that the single people used to do. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making any apologies for being single. We were all once single. But when you are married, you can't go out the same way you used to go out. Get a grip. Get into life. You've got to release some certain things. And if those who are around you don't understand that things have changed for you. And bless God. And praise God for your life. Pray for you. And support you. And know that the times that we can spend together. If we spend together. We cherish you together. But they're jealous of you. And they're accusing you. Then they're not supposed to be your friends for the next level. That God has taken you to. It's that simple. And many of you will lose your husband. Lose your wife. Hanging out on what God has taken you from. It's a release. It's a release. It's a release. Worship Tabernacle is not the same thing as KICC. KICC is not the same thing as Hillsong. Don't come into this place because you left the church and then you came in here and you want me to be Hillsongs. I am not Hillsongs. Have you not seen me? I am not Hillsongs. And Hillsongs is not me. Everybody has their own identity. I am not where I came from. I may smell like what I came from, but God has taken me to a different place and where I came from was a teaching for where he wanted to take me to. Joshua is not Moses. You got to understand that. And we will always fall in between those two things. We want to hold on to what we left. We want to grab to where we're going. We will always in our lives come in contact or face Egypt or Canaan. Canaan and Egypt, I've said this before, in one of my sermons, were in the same valley, but they were in extreme opposite directions. Same valley, but opposite directions. Let me have uh, two guys. Let me have both. Come, 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 come. Come Come up here. Come, come preach with me this morning. Come preach with me. So just imagine, this is Egypt. Turn that way. Just imagine, this is Canaan. And many of us, God told us to leave Egypt to go to Canaan. But we always have to go and walk from Egypt all the way to Canaan. But the higher you go, the more difficult the battle is. Because, listen to me, in the book of Numbers, chapter 14, verse 3 to 4, it says, Why is the Lord bringing us to this land of Canaan? To fall by the sword. Our wives and children will become plunders. Would it not be better for us to return to what? Egypt. Uh, so, that, so they said to one another, Let's appoint a new leader. And return to Egypt. And listen to where the question, where release comes with repentance. Because in their mind, they were halted between the call of chains and the call of wings. The call of change was, the call of the chains was with Egypt. The call of the wings was with Canaan. But they were in between juxtaposed between their lives was Egypt and Canaan. 
And can I say this? Don't look at the children of Israel. Just look at where you are right now. Because everybody, no matter what you're doing, you're always going to find yourself in between. The call of the chains of the past or the call of the wings of the future. Because listen to me, the, the, the wings were supposed to lift them to new heights. The chains were supposed to keep them where they are. There were chains of slavery or was it a chain of freedom? The children of Israel, they looked one way but they thought one way. They talked freedom but they thought slavery. And So while they were going from Egypt, somebody said this clearly, that it is not them getting out of Egypt was the problem. It was getting Egypt out of them. Because while they were on their way to Canaan, their mind, although their body was moving towards Canaan, their mind was still in Egypt. And so when a trouble came on their way going to Canaan, the first thing they thought is, let's go back to Egypt. It's like, it's like, it's like a, a marriage. The older the marriage becomes, there is a kind of new dimension that comes into your marriage. Oh, why are things not exactly the same? A woman, you're no more model cuddly. You're no more what you used to be. She's got two kids, guy. Two, two. And you're not helping. Two. And you will not wake up in the morning to even take care of one of them. And then she comes back after work and then she has to walk and she has to cook the food and cook your meal. And you're saying she's not looking pretty. She's tired. She's tired. She's tired. And, and, and you don't realize that, 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 that in your mind you, you, you're still attached to Egypt single. Whereas it is not bad for both of you to carry the responsibility as you're going to Canaan because you're no more single, you're leaving a legacy behind. You're walking towards a legacy. And many of us have the characteristics of the mind of Egypt because we don't want to release what we used to be. If he is still playing with Nintendo Wii's and spending money on games every single time, then he's a boy. Not a man and not a husband. Because a husband thinks in a different way from the way a boy would think. And on my way to Canaan, Canaan may not look attractive because there are giants in the land. But Egypt was easy because they always had something to feed them with. You didn't get this. In the land of Canaan, they have to fend for themselves. In the land of Egypt, they had to just be slaves and food will be given to them. Because sometimes many of us love to live in pain. You didn't get what I said. You love people to take care of you. You love to be depressed. You love to have the attention. You love for the government to continue to provide a house for you. You, 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 you don't realize that as much as you envy and you want to be in Canaan, you can't take the risk of Canaan because in Egypt you are content, but you don't realize how much, con- oh, how much content you are. Because
Because everybody is giving you something. You are a handout. And every time they give you something, or you're playing the victim role, or you're playing the role that says you are the victim there, you will always have the attention. But it's always Egypt. It takes greatness to move from Egypt down to Canaan. In the interchange studio, when we were, before we moved here, we didn't realize how easy it was. The only thing we had to do was pack instruments, didn't it? That was the whole thing. I never thought about insurance. Never thought about holding a woman as they're going out so they don't sue us. Never thought about packing. Never thought about paying electricity, gas, bills. Never thought about how we're going to pay the mortgage. The only thing that I need to think about is to pay them £5,000 plus every single month. Sorted. No responsibility. When we decided that we're going to move into this property, all hell broke loose. And I must confess to you, there were many times that I loved Egypt more than going to Canaan. Let me give you a second thing that you would understand. There was a church I was in before we started Worship Tabernacle. The church, I was great. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't the pastor. And when you're not the pastor, people may love you more than they love the pastor. It, uh, there was no responsibility. I didn't make to make decisions. I, 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 there was not a popularity contest when I come up to preach everyone comes and hugs me because you know what I preach once in a while so you can produce fire and brimstone at that point in time not like the pastor who has to preach every single Wednesday every single Sunday it's a different thing when you start something it's always good when people first join but when you have to repeat it over and over and over and over again you need grace and then suddenly We had to start worship tabernacle. The first thing a mentor said that, you know, there's a difference in being an associate and being the head in charge. There's a difference. He says, because the book stops with you. I don't like people leaving me. I don't. I hate it. It breaks my heart. Honestly, I, 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 I don't love it when people's lives don't go the way we prayed it goes. It breaks. You have no idea if I have to deal with my wife and my son and my daughter alone, that's fine. I will have to deal with that. But if you're not married, it breaks my heart. How do you really think I feel when there are single people in church not married, when people are sick? How, how does it feel when you just prayed in January, disaster hits in February? How, 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 how do you think I feel when people say, is that church really the church you should be going to? How do you feel when people walk up to you and say, I'm moving on? How, how, how exactly do you think it feels? I don't want to do that. I just want to stay Egypt. I just want to be loved. I don't want to be criticized. I just love Egypt because in Egypt, although I'm a slave, I still can eat. I love Egypt because in Egypt, I really don't have to take the responsibility of other people in Egypt. I was single, but I could go out anytime and spend my money anytime. I love Egypt. I love Egypt. Because if you don't love Egypt, why is it that Abraham, when there was famine, 
wanted to go to Egypt. But the problem is God said to them, there has to be change. When we started worship tabernacle, six months into it, I was still thinking, ha, ha, ha. Sunday morning, you walk into an air-conditioned church, all set, instrumentalists in abundance. And here we are. I'm even trying to play the keyboards, take the announcements, preach the message. Why am I here? But I didn't see that if I still stayed in Egypt, I would perish with Egypt. Because Interchange Studio is not your possession. You are paying someone else's possession. Egypt is renting. Oh, let me, let me make this clear because some people may get offense. You understand? When I was renting, it looked good because I don't have to do repairs. But Egypt is renting because one day Egypt will look at me and say, get out. <laughs> Egypt is not the promised land. Your fear of not buying your own property means that you're in a stagnant problem. Because sooner or later, he will look at me and say, your time is up. If at one point in time, he will say, you're too powerful than me, the owner of the house, it's time to go. Canaan is the possession of the land. And Canaan says that this is your own. You may have to fight for it initially. But when you fight for it, no one can take it from you because I promised it to you. And most of the time, many of us are in Egypt. It looks attractive. You turn to the people. Egypt looks attractive. Every time in our lives when change has to come, God will use someone to bring the change. That is the person we despise the most. That is the... Can I, can I talk to some men this morning? Can I, can I talk to some men? That's why a man would rather go out with a girlfriend than a wife. Because the girlfriend has an Egypt mentality. You're all the best. Keep doing it. Oh, babe, are you okay? Yeah. Even though she knows he's a fool. But because she's a girlfriend. Are you you hearing what I'm saying? A, 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 A wife would know what I need and what I don't. I loved somebody recently, one comedian who was talking about uh, 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 marriage. It blew my mind. He he, he said, all you 50s, 60s that are going after a 20-year-old girl. The the 20-year-old girl doesn't want you. They want your house. He says he he got divorced. After eight years, he remarried the wife. He divorced because they're all shattered and broken. No one wants them. I mean, he said, one thing he says, uh, my wife, if, if I go, she knows I am having a stroke. If it's a 20-year-old, she'll say, babe, stop showing, stop showing funny faces now. Stop showing funny faces. Uh, until you end up in hospital, you know, because, <laughs> because the Egyptian mind comes with, I want to take something. 
That's why a man doesn't like a wife material. Because the wife material tells him where he's going wrong. And suddenly, he doesn't want the wife material because the wife material is bringing change into his life. And then the wife, he looks at the wife material and says, you're boring. You know why she is boring? It's because she wants to take him to Canaan. And on the road to Canaan, there is a wilderness, man. That's why you don't like the man. Because when the man, so before the girl starts shouting, think about you too. The, the, the girl loves the bags, loves the shoes, loves going out. Ah, she enjoyed it when the guy was taking her to these restaurants and, and you were sipping on Baileys and, and all that kind of stuff. You didn't know that Baileys can bring the Baileys into your life. If you are not careful, you are on your way to the Baileys without realizing that it's your Baileys that's causing the Baileys come into your life and then somebody comes in to bail you out from Baileys and Baileys. Anybody that used that into a rap, I will sue you. (laughs) And then you now look, because you have this Egypt mentality, you look at the guy and say, stop being my father. Have all people always tell me what to do. Yeah, fool. They always told you what to do because of your foolish behavior. Because the guy wants to drag you from Egypt into Canaan. But when he came into your life, change came. Let's talk about the characteristics of the mind of Egypt and let's close. The mind of Egypt was always fearful. Let me let you sit down. The mind of Egypt was fearful. The mind of Egypt was fearful. They, they, they had the fear of change. Many of us have the fear of change. When change is introduced, fear starts to occur. Fear. Oh, why is he like that? Why is she like that? Are you sure that person should be like that? No. When change is introduced, it sometimes produces fear. Have you not... Ladies, speak to me. Do you not realize that when you go to a hair salon and they want to totally change you from the long hair to the short, how many times are you sitting there and you're speaking in tongues? I, 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 I hope they get this right. Because you, 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 you are tuned, pre-tuned, built up to always have that long hair. To, to get out of that comfort zone is, 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 is difficult. For you. So you fear the change. Are you following? You, you fear the change. You, you, you fear the change. You fear the change because you are used to where you used to be. And, and, and the mind of Egypt, the mind of the children of Israel, although they were going to Canaan, were fearful of change. No, nobody would enjoy going three days without food. But it was a change. Oh, I wish we were still in Egypt where we ate the garlic and the cucumber. Oh, how I enjoyed my single days. You didn't because there were so many times I had to pour oil and ask for favor that one man would see you. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Oh, how, how, oh, how, 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 how I loved my old job. Which old job? The old job you were praying for God to take you out of? 
old. In, in my old church, that's why it is old. It's old. It's old. And, and in our lives, we go to understand that when there is change, there may be fear. When God says to you, change. When God says to you, I want you to repent, take a mental U-turn, fear is first introduced. It is introduced. The, the, the children of Israel kept saying, you know what? The devil you know is better than the one you don't know. Both of them are devils. The mind of Egypt was not only fearful, but was lazy. It refused to retrain its mind. The mind of Egypt did not anticipate or prepare for battle. They were not ready for the fight. If you are going, I don't know why I'm laying emphasis on this, if you are going for a mortgage to buy your property, get ready for the fight. Nobody no, not many people have walked into an easy move. I have to be prepared for the fight to get this building. I bought the building and we had to remortgage, not remortgage, we had to, uh, uh, huh? no, no, uh, if it was the renovation, I would be okay. Uh, I, I, had to, I had to sign back the document as a lease. I had to lease back to the owners for five years at one pound per year. One pound per year for five years back to them that we can't use this building until they sell all the flats. For five years. You think, I couldn't tell the church, you will kill me for those who are there. Signed it in that pub over there. That's why each time I go across and look at the pub, yeah. But I had to be ready for the fight. And then we were paying 5,000 plus normal average price at Interchange Studio, paying a mortgage here over 5,000 per month that we were not using and then renovating. No wonder when we finished, I had a burnout. But I had to retrain my mind. And I remember when one pastor came here, gave me a hundred pounds check, says, I'm so in Jesus, and said to me, you know, this is not a good location. When you finish, just sell it and go. And fear came in. The first time we used the building, one of the neighbors kept knocking on the door. It's too loud, it's too loud, it's too loud. Until I retrained my mind that we are here to stay. We shut every mouth. He's my best friend now. You, you, you need to get ready for the fight. If you're married, get ready for the fight. If you're in a relationship, get ready for the fight. Get ready for the fight. 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 Retrain your mind to fight. Let go of the things that are of the past. Fight for your future. Because if you don't fight, the devil will railroad you. The mind of Egypt was discouraged. The mind of Egypt was lazy. The mind of Egypt was fearful. The mind of Egypt was discouraged. Courage is the strength or choice to begin a change. People sometimes convince themselves, I can't change. It's too late. Besides, I'm only human. Don't give up. Get rid of excuses that I can't change. Get rid of something saying, I've been like this for years. 
Many people walk into a relationship and they might just say, hey, you know, that's the way I am. No, the fact that that's the way you used to be it doesn't mean that's the way you have to be. When I married, I would shout the house down. Now I'm, 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 like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like a halo. I'm quiet. I'm, 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 I'm like a puppy that is just quite, don't step on my tail, but I'm just like a puppy. When worship tabernacle started, I shouted at everybody. On Sunday, I still walked around the building, looked at some things I didn't like, but my approach was a bit different. Mm? Very, 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 very different. I'm begging people, can you take this? Can you take this? Can you take this? Because I'm just like a puppy. Until. But everybody needs to learn how to change. Stop saying, that's the way I am. Because what you're saying is that I cannot let go of Egypt. My behavior in Egypt is the same. My mannerisms is the same. And the Bible made it very clear to us. It says, throw off your evil nature in Ephesians chapter 4. Throw it off. Throw it off. How do we reach the individual promised land of our lives without being deterred by the enemy? How can one get off the treadmill of life and progress in the things of God? You've got to change your autopilot. We can't fully express and appreciate God's life in us if we insist on operating from old mindsets. Adopt a growth mindset than a fixed mindset. Sometimes we get so caught up in fighting change that we put off dealing with it. Change is coming. I love what um, um, Lakeham preached on Wednesday. You're in an establishment. Things are changing and you're still the same and you're complaining. Change is coming. When I started IT, there was something called MCSC. MCSC. Uh, Microsoft Certified Systems Engineer. It's been a while. Uh, I, and you have to take six exams for you to be MCSC qualified. I took the six exams... The day I finished my last exa- exam, they brought in Windows 2000. <laughs> and if you are going to be Windows 2000 MCSC qualified, you have to take another what? Six exams. I sat there and did another what? Six exams. And then I thought, if I stay with this Microsoft and after Windows 2000, they will bring something in. Let me go into Cisco because I know that is a bit stable a bit. So I did my CCNA, Cisco Certified Network Associate. And then I thought, while I was, I now started working in Microsoft and I thought my skill set may not measure up. I now decided to do another four exams to qualify me for a CCNP. No, 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 no. I didn't become pastor because I had no job. It's called Cisco Certified Network Professional. (laughs) And here you are, you have done not one exam since you graduated in 1984. 
Medicine is changing. The legal topology is changing. IT is changing. They're not looking for people who do blip, blip, blip anymore. Blip is blipping itself. You go to the counter, you don't need anyone. They're trying as much as possible to get rid of people and replace it with robots. So get into it. Because your failure to get onto the things that are happening means you will be extinct. Change is coming. And you've got to be able to release the old thing. Oh, I don't understand this, this, this iPhone. I don't understand. I understand it. Because I have a 92-year-old man, Dr. Onushola Ajolori, who uses uh, 97. We don't even know the right age, but he's in the 90. Who uses an iPad to preach? And here you are. You don't even know how to flip it. But before it was press and then put in your password. Now it's saying facial recognition. And so what? Put your eyes in it and let it recognize you. It's as simple as that. You're still using Blackberry. And you're asking, going around and asking, so what's your BB? What's your BB? Ah, it is the an age. Because I need to stop. Change, change is not coming. Change is here. Change your outlook. Change your dressing. Change your eating. Change the way you talk. You talk too much. Every single time you have an opinion, we're fed up of your opinion. Why don't you shut your mouth and learn something? Eh, when I was growing up, it's gone. When I grew up, my mom beat me black, blue and black. Try that now. Your son will sue you. It's changed. So what do you need to do? You need to ask God for more wisdom. How to deal with this day and age. Release the old ways. Pick up the new one. Bow your heads. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk. Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939. You can find us at the Citadel Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19, 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.